Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Hinterland Story Hour. Today, we are talking about Tomb Raider. Not the movie, not the new movie, not the old movie, not the older movie, not the old games, not the comic books. We're talking about the 2013 video game. The reboot. The, re- the reboot of the old game. There's... Yeah, there's a lot of Tomb Raider stuff out there, but this is for specifically the 2013 video game. Uh, for anybody first joining us for the first time, we are Hinterland Story Hour. We do review stories. That's it. Um, this is entirely a spoiler cast because we don't. We try not to spoil things right away till the end because that's kind of what makes good stories. But uh, uh, we're not too worried about spoiling things. So. We're not going to be talking about gameplay um, because this is not a video game podcast. We're strictly talking about the story, which will be hard. Right. Gameplay, I'm sure we'll mention it, but we're not going to dwell on it. Um, Especially since it's a video game, so the storytelling is intrinsically got video gamey stuff happening in it. Uh, That's kind of how the story is told, in a way. Uh, Content warning. Hmm. This is kind of a gory game. It's kind of gory. Yeah. Uh, in fact, anytime uh, Lara gets killed, it's usually pretty unfortunate looking. She gets impaled in trees. She lands on a spike in the first 30 seconds of the game and has to yank it out. You gotta tap the button, yank it out. Yeah, it's real gross. Um, she drowns to death. Yeah. Where she's, she's like struggling for breath and twitchy and whatnot. Yeah, kinda... yeah. There's she, she dies in a bunch of different horrible ways. There's also a scene which you read that apparently had some controversy when the game was going to come out where um, she gets assaulted uh, by a character. Uh, a bad guy gropes her and she tr- she bites his ear off. Yeah. it's yeah. So it's gory. It's very, very violent. Yeah. There's no sexual content no. at all. Because it's like an adventure story in the yeah. jungle. You also don't have to stare at Lara's uh, rear end the entire time in little top tight pants. Well, pants aren't exactly loose. You know what I mean. <laughs> uh, it's it, it's not uh, the twelve year old boy appeal of right. the old games. Old old Lara Croft was ex- was disproportionately voluptuous. Let's say that. <laughs> she, she, no no human woman is shaped that way. And if they are, you take a double look because it's weird, not because it's attractive. Uh, that's waist what, trainer. Right, waist trainer. That's right. That's old Lara Croft. This one's much more realistic and normal looking. But she's not flat as a board. She still looks like a girl. Right. Um, uh, anyway, away from Lara Croft's looks, uh, mm, Want to start with the setting in the world? Sure. Fairly simple, fairly straightforward. Takes place on a on an island that's not on any maps. Is it not on the maps? I thought you fucked really... this up. Well, we just watched the movie, so now my brain's all messed up. Um, I'm not sure in the game whether it's really on the maps or not. I feel like it's not, and it's part of the story that. Laura actually does have to like figure out where it is. It's in like this place off the coast of Japan that's like hidden. And it's one of those one of those Bermuda Triangle type of places where all the all the ships that try to get there end up crashing because of the shoals and the rocks and well, the storms no, and because of the unnatural right, storms. Right. There's these gnarly storms that surround it all the time. 
So it's really difficult to get to and also very difficult to get off. Um, yeah. Impossible to get off. Right. Of. Impossible. Nobody's Nobody escaped. leaves. That's right. That's right. Um, that's basically the whole setting. It's well, mo- it's modern day. The weather is super weird on the island itself. Right. There's even snow at some part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's snow. There's crazy Wind. hurricane force winds. It's wild there. Um, but it's a jungle for the most part. Mm-hmm. It's like a jungle island. Um, main characters. We can go down just quick, real quick main characters from memory because I didn't have them listed. Well, but it shouldn't be that hard. It's a pretty small cast. We got Lara. Lara Croft is the main character. She's um, belongs to an extremely rich family, but she is basically kind of just fresh out of college. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of just taken her first big journey on a on kind of an archaeological journey to this island um with the rest of the characters yeah sam is her fi- uh, best friend who's a girl right she is uh kind of the motivation behind the journey is to uh find this place that she told laura about uh in her family's personal history sort of um to find the sun queen himiko so sam is asian yeah. Uh, and she's a film student, right? Uh, yeah, I think she is. Because um, she's the one with the video camera yeah. the whole time, right? Yep. Yeah, and she's uh, running things for Dr. Whitmer. Is that his name? Whitman, isn't it? Whitman. I keep yeah. saying Whitmer. Dr. Whitman, who I'm not sure if it's said that he's their archaeology professor or if... They just met up with him somehow he's the out one, of college. He's the one funding the whole thing. I. It's not Laura's money. Are you sure? I'm pretty certain. He's the one that fronts the money because he got like a grant from... Yeah, I remember this now. I don't know okay. why now. But he, he got like a like a research grant from like a TV company okay. to produce his next big thing. He's like a TV personality archaeology guy. Okay. So, so far we've got Laura. We've got Sam. We've got Dr. Whitman, who is a complete douche. Yeah. <laughs> We'll get to um, that. <laughs> yeah. We've got Jonah, um, who it hasn't been really, it wasn't really explained well in this game how acquainted he was with Lara. It's true. It seems like he's just kind of a background character who, oh, just happened to be a crew member on the boat. Yeah. Um, in the later games, it seems like they've known each other quite a lot longer than that. But he's just a background character, really, for this game. Right. You've got Reyes, who's just an awful person. Yeah. Is she like... She's part of the crew. She's like the first mate or something. Or the engineer. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Those are different positions. I don't recall what she does. But yeah, she's part of the crew of the boat. She's absolutely obnoxious. Um, There's apparently another character or a couple other characters who died before the game even gets started, we don't know about. Yeah, it's a sizable boat, mm-hmm. so we can assume there's a bunch of crew. The um, boats that size, they generally have like fifteen or twenty people running it. You know, right? There's um, the old Irish guy. I can't remember his name. I can't recall. He's I'm, the captain. You sure? I'm pretty sure he's the captain of the boat. Okay, we should be more clear on these things, but they're just they're <laughs> kind of unimportant details. Yeah, I mean, they um, help move the story along, but it's not integral to really know their backstories. Uh, do you remember the name of her father's friend? Roth. Roth. So, yeah, he's he's an important character, um, and he's kind of the most likable other character in the game. He's kind of a, a father figure for Lara, whose father is dead at this point. Right. Um, Roth and the the 
Irish guy. Mm-hmm. I think he was Irish. Or both her father's. They're family friends. Old family friends. Was the other guy? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's Alex, who I think has a crush on Laura. He's like the nerd, right? Yeah. He's like the computer nerd guy. Mm-hmm. Every story has one, it seems like. Yep. I think that covers everybody on the boat. And then there are the bad guys. And we've got Matthias. But yes, Matthias is the... Cult uh, leader. Fanatical cult leader uh, who's been on the island forever. D- did we ever find out how long? Did he say? It's revealed in the journals that you pick up around the island, I think. But I uh, don't remember exactly how long. Yeah, he's it's leading, a long time. He's leading all the survivors. They've basically started worshipping the Sun Queen and decided the only way to ever escape is to give her what she wants. Right. So these, these cult leaders believe that the Sun Queen is in charge of the island um we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves so so those are the characters yeah so that's kind of our cast of characters um sure there's there's a couple more we missed there's some details about these like russian brothers they're tertiary bad guys what's the thing about the video game aspect of it is that you as you're going through the island through the story it's kind of free roam at a certain point you pick up all these journal entries from different people like Japanese, you said Nazis. I don't recall Nazis. Yeah, it was written um, in a synopsis I read, and I, I don't really. Recall I don't Nazis recall either. that. No. Um, there's even Trinity soldiers at one point that you find out after you've picked up pretty much everything else. You find out there was a Trinity soldier, which, if you don't know, that's. Pardon me. Sorry, my foot <laughs> hit the table. Um, that's um referenced in the newest movie and also the second video game in this series. Right, and this game. Uh, again, for anybody listening who maybe doesn't play video games, which is hard for me to imagine because I play a lot of video games, <laughs> um, it's different than film and it's different than books because it's it's almost like a cross between those. So you get live action scenes where things are played out like a movie, and then you get journal entries, which some of them are voice cast, but not uh, all of them voice cast in this one. I know in the second game and the third game they're all voice cast, so you can just listen. Yeah. But you can read through them too, I don't so think it's so. not it's, in the first one. Not in the first one. So it's literally like reading a book. So it's almost like a, this weird bridging of of print media, as it were, and film media. You know, which is which is a a cool way to receive a story. That's part of why video games are so great. No, now they mentioned. No, I think there is. Yeah. I think you have to hit the button though. It doesn't just automatically play. Okay. So if you're just breezing through collecting but not actually reading right you won't notice yeah but either way if you want the full story you got to get all those journal entries and you mm-hmm. got to find them around the world which is an interactive part of the video gaming thing mm-hmm. but once you have them all it's like a, this little novel this little supplementary novel you know that adds to the story um I'll, you don't necessarily need to read them all to get the story but it, it fills out the world and adds to the backstories and on and on well, anyway, we should probably cover the basic synopsis. Right. Um, so, go ahead. The basic story is that Lara and her friend Sam, fresh out of college, want to go and discover this secret island from uh, the kind of the mythology yeah. Sam's own family. She's supposed to be descended from Himiko, the Sun Queen, who apparently had magical powers. And so. They get an expedition together, all this cast of characters, and they go looking for it. And Lara discovers where it's at, and she convinces everyone to look in this particular area. 
that nobody else wants to. And Whitman, as I recall, kind of throws a hissy fit about it, but nobody really wants to listen to him. He's just kind of a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, the game begins with these, you know, really beautiful cinematics of they get there, Lar wakes up in the middle of the night and they're in the middle of a storm and the boat crashes. She, um, gets separated from everyone else. She wakes up on the beach. Well, the boat literally breaks in half. Yeah. Right. The boat breaks in half and she has to leap off the edge and she grabs Ra's hand, but he drops her because her hand's wet, I assume, into the water, which is a pretty pretty amazing scene. She gets separated and found on the beach by, I think, some sort of a scavenger. I don't think he's with the cult. Um, And he takes her to a cave and strings her up. Right. She has to escape by setting herself on fire, and then she falls right into a piece of rebar. And gets impaled. Yeah. It's quite gory. So, so that's the beginning of the game. The rest of it is basically that um, Lara has to reconnect with everyone. Once she does, somebody finds Sam. Sam has kind of a big mouth. She tells um, Matthias, who's posing as just somebody, just a survivor, who's been stranded there just recently. He's posing as that. She tells him all about how she's descended from Himiko. And of course, that's exactly what he's wanting to hear. Yeah. So he kidnaps her. Um, Lara gets injured and she meets up with Whitman and everyone else. Whitman is just so excited to find these cult people. Oh, it's just going to be so great for his TV. Yeah, all he can see is his career at everyone's expense. So um, big long thing, Lara goes and turns on a radio tower they signal somebody that person comes to get them in a plane the plane crashes because the freak, freak storm freak electrical storm yep freak storm um takes the plane down she goes to rescue sam everything seems like it's looking up but whitman decides to double cross them and he takes sam back to matthias yeah he's a jerk and um, uh there's actually a specific journal entry you can get where he just talks about how it Everybody is expendable. Everybody's expendable. He's going to turn them all in if it means he gets out of there and gets what he wants, which is his money and yeah. his TV. He said that if Laura was willing to play ball, then, then she could have come along. But she just she's not ruthless enough. She doesn't have what it takes. Yeah. So he's the only one who can make it out. Um. But anyway, then, um, they all get attacked basically at various points, and pretty much everybody dies. Roth dies protecting Laura. Oh, man, he takes an axe to the back. Yeah. It's terrible. He uh. saves her, takes an axe to the back. Yep. Um, so then it's just Reyes, who has a chip on her shoulder about Lara anyway, because apparently she has a past with Roth and has a daughter by him that she never told him about. And so she's got a big old chip on her shoulder, apparently, because Roth sees Lara as his daughter. Oh, and yeah. And treats her that way. So she kind of witches about a bit. Um, Jonah's left as well. Um, so it's just them and Lara. And so Lara leaves them behind to go get Sam on her own. She sees, uh, Matthias trick Whitman into walking up to the storm guard, which we haven't talked about them. I think that the storm guard are there to make sure that, um, the sun queen stays hidden, right? I believe so. Yeah, we did talk about that, and I didn't bother to look it up, we're oddly not, enough. No, we're not quite clear on that. I played the game several times, but it's been years. I just played the end of the game today, actually, just to refresh on that. But I 
I'm still not clear on whether the Storm Guard are protecting her or making sure nobody. Yeah, gets even her though off you just island. played the end of the game, it still well, didn't. It wasn't implicit. It, it, surely, it's it's said at some point. You yeah. just missed it. Well, it's it seems likely because um, the the last um, well, I should get there. So the whole thing is that Sam is being chosen to take on the soul of the Sun Queen, and that's something that's revealed along the way of the story is that uh, Himiko was hated by her people because she kept herself alive by bestowing her soul onto a new body every so many years. Via supernatural rituals and things. Because she can control the elements, basically. She controls everything that's going on in the island, but she's been trapped in a dying pretty much a desiccated body for centuries. Right. And so now she's really, really angry because the last girl who was supposed to take her soul killed herself. Because she didn't want it to happen. Yep. Uh, Respectable, that. Uh, At some point, though, isn't Sam kind of on board with the ritual? No. She's not. No. Because it's only revealed way late in the game that... uh, that it's a soul transference, no. not something else, right? What was no. that? What was that? Something else? No, no, no. It's only revealed. she's been kidnapped several times. In fact, um, early on, before she rescues her the first time, uh, she oh, goes no, no, down. No, no, Sam. Pardon me for interrupting, but wasn't it that they were they were going to? Um, they were they were telling Sam that she was going to be the heir. Right? She was going to become the Sun Queen. She'd be Sam, the Sun Queen. No. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the way it goes. And then later on, she finds out that it's Sam's going to be gone. And it's going to be the new Himiko. No, I'm pretty sure you're wrong. Oh, okay. Because they hold her her hostage the entire time. Yes. Um, The first time uh, Lara rescues Sam, she sees them performing a ritual to test out if she's the one the Sun Queen wants. They're going to set her on fire, uh, and the Sun Queen prevents her from being burned. Right. So that's how, okay, this is the one. Presumably, they've done this every time there's a girl on the island. Mm, mm-hmm. um, so anyway, the end of the game comes, and Laura has to fight her way through a bunch of cultists and Storm Guard. The Storm Guard are also killing the cultists. So presumably, that's what's going on there. Right. Is they're on opposite sides. Um, so the soul transfer is happening. Himiko's, uh, attaching herself to Sam. Lara gets the double guns from the original game. The double guns, yep. One and only time. And she kills Matthias and then she, I believe, stabs Himiko with a flare. Tor- was it a flare or a torch? It might have been a torch. It was fire in her face. Anyway, <laughs> and that's, that's how that wraps up. The storms go away so they can escape by boat. And then they get picked up by a freighter or something. Yeah. And uh, it ends with Lara saying she's not going home. She's got she's got more to find. Because what isn't really spoken about too much during the game itself, pretty much every time you sit at a campfire, there's a audio from Lara talking about how she never believed her father because he was a disgrace, basically. He believed in the supernatural and all these things and people laughed about him. And uh, but now she believes him, of course. Yeah, I forgot about that. There's uh, every time you save the game and upgrade your gear by sitting at a campfire. There's a little monologue. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a really interesting little uh, storytelling device too, because it's not action, mm-hmm. and there's no 
There's no text to read unless you have subtitles on. So you gotta listen. Yeah, so you're putting your points in and she's talking. Yeah, but it does reveal things about the story. So that's another tidbit that uh, about about the storytelling devices that are kind of unique mm-hmm. that you won't find in a book or a movie or TV show or whatever. Um, so there's the story. Uh, interesting points. This is um, 100% it's a coming-of-age story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of her journey from being naive and young and fresh faced as mm-hmm. it were, and then coming out a mature, more mature and kind of a hardened, hardened to everything type of person, uh, of note, um, Roth takes an ax to the back while pushing her out of the way to save her. Mm-hmm. The sea captain, takes down two or three bad guys and then jumps off a cliff with them to save her. Does he? Yeah, yeah, the, the sea captain guy, the Irish guy. That's how that went down. I he like he like grabbed a bad guy and took him down with him. And so Laura could mm. escape and then uh Alex ended up blowing up a ship mm-hmm. so that she can escape. Mm-hmm. Right? So these uh people who are somewhat important in her life are all sacrificing themselves to save her. Which is kind of part of the part of the journey. You disagree? No, um, but it it does make it more stand stand out more when Reyes throws hissy fits at Lara about all the people who are dying around Lara. Yeah. Um. So no, maybe we should get into our points then. Um. Sure. So this is our top three and our bottom three. I don't know why I call them that, but top and bottom. I don't know. Uh, I'll start with my top three. I wrote, uh, number one. These are in no particular order. Number one. Uh, the impact of Laura killing someone is a huge gut punch like it should be in a Genesis story. You know, a coming of an age story. Mm -hmm. Um, it humanizes Laura better than making her an automatic badass. Yeah, that was, whenever you read reviews in these games... There's always some like, I like the original video games better. I don't like this whole story stuff. I don't just want to shoot stuff and jump around. It's like, well, okay, but that's not what they're going for. They're trying to tell a story, and this is a better way to tell a story than, oh, look, I just took out 50 guys, and I don't care about it. (laughs) My posh English accent. Uh, It's the difference between making a video game that is action first and story second. Mm -hmm. And this one is quite clearly it's story first and action second. Mm. I mean, the the narrative... They're pretty evenly weighted. Well, okay, sure. But the old ones, that story took second base. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's why it starts with Laura Croft being a badass with her double guns and her wetsuit and being able to investigate tombs and be cool the whole time. Ride motorcycles, you know? And this one... She kills a guy. Doesn't she throw up after killing that guy? I don't recall. It would not surprise me. It's like a super, super, super traumatic thing. And they make sure you know it when she yeah. kills that dude in the game. Which I have to say um, props to the actress. Because it. I don't know. I don't know how common motion capture was back in 2013. When did they really start doing that? I'm not sure if they did it for this game. They uh, did. Oh, they did? Yeah, no, it's totally motion capture. I mean, it makes sense. Um, because the actress, I re- saw some behind-the-scenes stuff on it, and uh, she was a... Um, she's not just motion capture and voice acting. Like, she 
been in a bunch of stuff. Mm, okay. Um, and apparently she really got into it. Like she was, you know, crying and tearing up and everything when she was supposed to be. And that's not something you typically do if you don't have a camera right in front of you. Wow, really? Interesting. So they were like, are you, are you okay? Oh, yeah, fine. I'm just, uh, I'm you know. Act, I'm a method actor. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> so she did a great job. She totally sells that Laura is you know, feeling things that she's supposed to be feeling, even though, you know, they, it is computer graphics. Yeah. But they were, you know, still capturing her face and her movements and everything. With yeah. Her voice. And what year, just as a little aside, what year did the game before come out? 2011, 2010? 29. Two, 2009. 2009. Yeah. <laughs> 2009. Yeah. Uh, so it was a, a pretty good gap of uh, five years, four yeah. years. And um, I was going to say, this game, 2013, was kind of... Uh, around the time 20 2011 2012 and 2013 are kind of around the time where where um video games they just started to look better Mm -hmm. it seems like you get back to 09 they don't look that great so you get the emotion more like like you would a movie Mm -hmm. you know so well and the use of motion capture definitely make it a better story to watch and engage with um, because I never played the old games until after this, mm-hmm. so it was quite jarring to go from, um, well, video games where movement looks almost real, mm-hmm. Lara doesn't just come to a stop and then get yeah. in a T-pose, <laughs> to, um, you know, she walks and then freezes. Yeah. And then she walks and then freezes. Yeah. Um, so it was, you know, it makes you feel more like you're watching a movie. Yeah. You know, especially if you just run through things really fast. Yeah, and that is while I enjoy a ton of different video games, even even weird strange ones that are kind of lame. Um it's nice to have ones that tell great stories that are impactful instead of this mm-hmm. one-dimensional dot moving around on the screen. Um moving on. Uh, number two, uh, great strife and vulnerability is a good means of feminizing Laura and gives a better payoff when she overcomes these things. Uh, she's kind of wimpy to begin with. I mean, she's fit and she does stuff, but she gets beat up a lot. Well, you she's know? not Sue. She's not a Mary Sue, I guess is what I mean. And that makes, sh- she's not a dude either. Mm-hmm. You can tell she's not a dude. She's not, uh, a beautiful woman that acts and fights like a dude and performs mm-hmm. like a dude. You can tell she's a woman, which I think is is great. That's mm-hmm. awesome. If you're going to have a female lead, make her act like a girl sometimes, you know? There's yeah. a lot of movies that come out nowadays where the female lead just acts like a guy. Which, to be fair to the character, though, she's learned a lot of these skills that she utilizes previously. She's just never had to use them in a survival situation. Right. Um, number three, continuity is good throughout, as far as I can tell. Uh, even the supernatural element was handled well and wasn't excessive. Um, it's not like... It wasn't cartoony. Yeah, it's not a giant movie with lots of... F- movie. <laughs> it's not a giant video game with lots of flash and bang with all the supernatural powers and there's no... You don't have supernatural powers. There's none of that going on. It's kind of... It's there. It's a plot element. But it's... It's not the primary thing you play the game for, you know? It's the character interaction and the action itself that you play the game for, you know? Well, I guess that will take us to mine. They're pretty much the same as yours. I mean, <laughs> I like that Lara was made into more of a realistic character. Um, I 
am enjoying playing the old ones, but I mostly enjoy video games for story. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I often like the stories in video games more than watching movies now, just because I like being able to move yeah. the story along myself. Okay, interactive stories. Yeah. Um, so she's not a Mary Sue. She's not overly strong. She's, you know, she's learning things as she has to go and um, reacting in a way that makes sense. You know, like killing that first bad guy actually upsets her. Mm-hmm. And she tells Roth about it. You know, she, she had no choice. She had to. Um, and then, of course, you know, you move into typical video game. She takes out waves of bad guys. But oh, yeah. that's quite different. And it was handled well, I think. Um, the story is visually very beautiful. And that's, you know, continued more in the later video games. But, you know, right after the beginning, after the initial, this is what the controls are, this is where you're at, you come up onto this cliff and you can look around and there's just this beautiful view. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty oftentimes you can forget you're actually in a video game. I think. Yeah, it looks like a like a well animated movie, mm-hmm. like an animated film, but like really well done. Yeah. Um, and well, in that same one, I had the, the voice acting is very well done. Uh, Lara was very well cast, I think, um, and so were the other characters. I can't really complain, even about some of the characters we're going to mention in our dislikes. Um, number three, um, I mean, they're basically all the same. Yeah, Laura just really like this kid. Yeah, Laura is strong and likable without being obnoxious, and that's the thing. Um, I saw somebody mention in the writing community the other day is that it irritates them when, in order to make a strong female character, they have to make her less feminine. No, she's still a girl, um, and she does look like a girl, and she does act like a girl, and she kind of fights like one too, but she's not. You know, yeah. She's not annoying. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could probably come up with a list of annoying female characters that they just had to make really strong and take all the femininity away. And I'm glad they didn't do that. And to be fair, there's a place for some of those, but they seem to be really common nowadays. They're common enough that a character like this mm-hmm. isn't common. Mm-hmm. It's becoming less common, and that's kind of a problem because it doesn't reflect reality very well. When you see it too often, mm-hmm. the, the strong mannish woman, you don't see those very often in real life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Therefore, it's it just it wears on you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is nice that uh, to go back to the fact that Laura was upset by having to kill that first guy. It is nice that they added that touch because I can easily see it being easy for writers nowadays to go, oh, well, she's really tough and strong. She just... She just swallows it and pushes it down inside of her because she has to. And I almost caught myself doing that in um, a story that I myself wrote. Oh, really? With a character. I was like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you just killed somebody. Yeah. Like, you've got to have like a reaction to that. You've got to have a big reaction to that. Otherwise, you're a psychopath. Yeah. And your entire plot development is meaningless. Yep. So, I'm, you know, that's something people have to think about when they're writing. And we do see... Um, because it's a video game and it's somewhat lengthy, what would you say for length? I have no idea. I finished the I game. Looked, you can find it online, yeah. uh, the length of play. 
I'm going to guess it's uh, around 20 hours, maybe 30. Uh, maybe not ha that high, but it's not terribly long as far as video games go. But uh, It's sizable area-wise. Right, because it's got some length to it, there's a lot of space to interject more story. It's like watching a long TV series. Mm -hmm. um, 20, hour, 20 episodes? 21-hour episodes? Imagine a TV show that long. Granted, a lot of those hours are, are gameplay where you're exploring and killing bad guys and whatever. But... It opens a lot of room for, hey, this guy just sacrificed his life to save mine. We're going to sit at our campfire and have a good cry about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Here's my monologue regretting what happened. So it helps to humanize your character a lot more than this two-hour movie, you know, where there's no room to interject any of these, like, introspective moments. Because you only got two hours to tell these huge action set pieces and then your movie's over with. Mm -hmm. And then you end up with a character who who killed a bunch of people and didn't regret anything, and and somebody sacrificed their life, and then the movie's over. Yeah, you know. So what I guess what I'm saying is that often movies they try and tell too big of a story and too compacted of a time, well, they, and they miss out on the nuances of the story. Well, we'll get to this later, but movies often waste precious development time with what they think is what they think is interesting, right? Um, visually or character development wise, and it's often just useless fluff. Right. Uh, so here's the bottom three. Uh, this was challenging because we both really like the story in this mm -hmm. particular game, uh, and they're all so really similar. Yeah, we pretty much have because, the same dislikes. <laughs> and well, we'll discuss it. Uh, number one, we can just do both our number ones. Yeah, you can skip your number one because it's my number one. Uh, I said Reyes is over the top and not easy to sympathize with. She just seems a bit tropish as the angry black woman with a baby daddy who she never told was father. father. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of tropish. She's like the strong, angry black lady that is... Well, she, like I, I said know, earlier... She's, she's so angry. <laughs> she, Like I said earlier, she's got a chip on her shoulder toward Laura, it seems like. Yeah. The entire time. Laura's running around saving everyone. Laura depends on Roth a great deal. He's been there for her entire life. Yeah. They're very close. Yeah. But she seems to resent the fact that they're so close because, well, she had a kid never told him. Well, she shouldn't have told him. If she wanted a stronger relationship with him, that might have done it. Yeah. <laughs> and we did look that up, right? We didn't misunderstand the story there. No, I'm pretty sure that's, yeah. that's the way it goes. Um, so, yeah, she's... She's not a likable character. She's not a sympathetic character. And so I just played the end of the game. And at, at one point, she does apologize to Laura and say, um, what does she say? You were right about Whitman. Yeah. Because she didn't believe Laura. She's not just shut up and go away, Laura. Right. Basically. But Laura saves their butts a bunch of times. Um, so she does apologize at that point. And I believe at the end of the game, Laura comes back with Sam. It seems like she's going, oh, I guess uh, I guess Laura's okay then. Um, so there's that. So she's an annoying character and we don't like her, but that's by design. So does that make her a good character? Yeah, I don't know. See, that's that's what I was wondering. Yeah. Um, it's possible. That's exactly what they intended. Yeah, and if that's the intent, then it's well-written character. You can't mm -hmm. really say it's a bad point for the story it's actually a good point yeah. for the story if it achieves what it says, sets out to do yeah so that's the problem with these bottom three is that there aren't really anything there's nothing we don't like about the game really it's true it's true um we can't really complain about characters we don't like because they do the job they're intended to do yeah i 
I contemplated it for long minutes. I couldn't come up with anything really that I didn't like about this game. Well, so let's do my number two, because it's your number three. Okay, sure. And I'll skip my number three. Yeah. Whitman seems a bit tropish. He's the snobbish, douchey, white TV guy. He's a little uh, caricature. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, he there people like that exist. Yeah. Um, and he does the job he's supposed to do as a character. Right. So um, he makes you really dislike him. He uh, moves the story along and... Yeah. It makes me wonder if it's kind of a weird... They wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense to do it, but it makes me wonder if it, would, if it would be possible to write the story more around him and, or, and make him more sympathetic, if that would be possible at all, as hypothetically speaking. Know. You know what I mean? If there were journal ent- more journal entries and maybe a little monologue with him by the campfire, like I wonder if they could write something in there that would make you go, oh, yeah, maybe he... You know, he doesn't have a choice. He has to turn no. these people in. No, he's just a jerk and he, that's he's designed to be a jerk and that's well, it. Well yeah, they never do they never do campfire talks with anyone but I Mark. know, that's why it's hypothetical. But he's not even the main bad guy. It's true. So But he is the worst bad guy in my opinion. Yeah. Well, Matthias's motivation is that he's been there and he wants to leave and his only way to leave is to get the Sun Queen to let them. Presumably. Makes you wonder if she would let him go. Well, that's Maybe what not. she told him. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Um, so, Whitman's unlikable, but again, he does the job he's supposed to as a character and moves the story along. He's yeah. supposed to be unlikable. It's true. Um, so, what was my... Number two. I said we don't get, as far as I remember, much... To see from Laura's past, except that her father committed suicide and that he believed in the supernatural. And I don't, I'm not even positive that her father's suicide was mentioned in this game. Was it? Well, it's, it's a big part of the second game. Was it just like, he's dead? I regret that? I believe so. Huh, I don't Um, remember And that that she was always embarrassed um, about his, about his ideas. Right. And she resented him. I feel like that's a pretty legitimate yeah. Minus to the story, they oh. could have developed her past a little better. It doesn't seem like they really talked too terribly much about it. Well, that's just, it's possible we just don't remember it because that's true. It's been they, a while. It's all been... the talk about her father happens at the campfire. Yeah. And let's be honest, we both kind of skip through that as soon as we get our skill points in. It's true. It's true. Um, I am going to play through it again, though soon, probably on a little easier mode. I've got a bad habit of playing all my Tomb Raider games on hard and then I get really mad. <laughs> um, but I think they did a fairly good job of setting up that Lara really resents her father. Um, it's possible they mentioned that he committed suicide, which makes it much more reasonable yeah. that she resents him too because he left her early in childhood. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy that they like we, you finished the game tonight mm-hmm. and then you started the game again tonight so we saw the very end and we saw the very beginning. They cover the beginning in like moments. Mm-hmm. Like the introduction to the story, it took what? Three minutes? Two minutes? Yeah. It was super, super quick. It really sets it up well though. It, like you know what's going yeah, on. It's a couple you know flashbacks and that's it. But Which, you're right, it does it well. It really puts to shame a lot of movies nowadays <laughs> in how they set stories up. Yeah, it's true. Uh, which we'll get to again in a minute. Yeah, well... That was 
Do you have one more? Um, Laura's, well, mine, which is a minor complaint because they're not really super important, is that uh, Laura's relationship to some of the other characters isn't fully explained, but it doesn't need to be because they're not really that important and most of them die. Right. Um, so that's pretty much it. But I'm wondering, I don't recall, you probably recall better, how deeply explained are, are is her relationships to the people who die for her. Because if that's explored more deeply, it has more impact when they sacrifice themselves. Well, her relationship with Roth is pretty well fleshed out. Yeah, I think the relationship to, to Alex was like, meh. It was more of a, I think we knew that he had a crush on her and yeah. she had feelings toward him, but not the same way. Yeah. Because when he, he, she realizes he's staying behind, I think he's trapped, actually. Yeah, he's he stuck under a piece of, piece of metal or um, something. I think she tries to uh, kiss him on the cheek and he turns away. Mm. So it's kind of a... Um, there like could have been something there, but she didn't actually feel that for him. And they both knew it. An implied tension. So it's even worse that he's, he's dying. Huh. Well, that's really sad. Um, I'm sad now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as far as the, the old guy, um, the uh, Irish guy, it's not as well flushed out. It's more like he was just, you know, they were on friendly terms. I don't think they were actually that Yeah, well he's just a good guy. And that brings us into the next part of our podcast. Uh, we'll be just going to be talking about the movie that came out. When did it come out? 2018. It's a 2018 movie. Mm, you sure? I'm fairly certain. I think I just looked at it the other day. Okay, I thought it came out uh, the year we had our firstborn. Mm, anyway, regardless, mm. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and we did not like it. Yeah, it was, I was bad. I was so excited when I first saw the trailers because I liked the game. And I thought, wow, they're taking the game and they're making it into a movie. And I figured they weren't going to do the exact same plot. But they had the characters with the same names, mm -hmm. same location. Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, it's going to be pretty similar. No. No, it wasn't. No Jonah in the movie. No Jonah. Um, I just realized that. they they It's like they took the plot of the second game. They took the bad guys and they mushed them into <laughs> the plot of the first game. And then they removed the supernatural element. And I don't know what they were thinking. Because the games have always had a supernatural element. The old movies, as crappy as they were, they had a supernatural element. They were at least fun. Yeah, they're, new... they're they're really fun to make fun of, all those old movies. Ugh. They're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, it just, it, it was super disappointing. Yeah, I agree with that assessment. Very disappointing. Very, very poor storytelling, actually, in the new movie. Yeah. Very bad it's, storytelling. It's weird. I think I told you this before we watched it again the other night. I always come away from the movie feeling... And I've seen it twice, I think. Mm -hmm. um, I thought maybe I'd like it better the second time. But mm -hmm. it feels incomplete. Which is weird to say, I know. Because it does bring you from you know, the real world to the special world and then back again. Yeah. And Lara has some sort of a character arc. Yeah. But it it has a very incomplete feeling to me. Yeah, um, it definitely brings into stark relief. Dang it, I keep doing that. Sorry. It brings into stark relief uh, how good the storytelling in the video game was mm -hmm. when you compare it to the movie. Because they, whoever wrote the story just didn't 
they didn't develop it well. The story's very poorly developed. It's and I can only assume too. Right. It's poorly paced. It seems like whoever wrote the movie had an idea for all this action sequences. It's like when they sat down and started writing it out, they were like, I have five incredible action sequences in my mind. And that's what's funny, not to cut you off, but we've mentioned this a couple times um, off the podcast. They took, they straight up ripped shots from the game and put them in the movie. And, and they then they put their, them in the trailer. They did. They put them in the trailer so all the nerds who were playing the game and loved those action sequences would go, oh, it's just like the, like, the game that I love. I'd love to see a movie with those yeah. scenes in it. Yeah. And then they got this movie that was so, so different from the game. Mm-hmm. Granted, the game is told around video gaming. Mm-hmm. So there are things they would have to do if they wanted to tell much closer story there are things that they would have to add to the movie to make it a movie mm-hmm. you know case in point the intro for the game takes like one minute mm-hmm. you know they'd have to develop that up a little bit but the movie did not do the intro well the movie did the, the intro movie poorly. starts with lara getting the crap beat out of her by some butch lesbian no but she wins that match no she doesn't doesn't she no. I, I walked out of the room. No, the lesbian chokes her out. Oh, <laughs> I walked um, out of the room. The whole point is that Laura refuses to give up. Oh. Laura refuses to tap out. Right, right. That's the whole point. And um, it just, it goes on from there. It goes on way too long. Yeah. And then it sets Laura up as this kind of arrogant brat. Yeah. I know it's not supposed to. I know we're supposed to think that her overconfidence is charming. It does not come off that way. <laughs> and nothing against the actress. She's a good actress. Um, and she she played the role she was given well. But she's not well written. Yeah. She's not likable. She's much more like a merger between the new Lara Croft and the old Lara Croft. Yeah. Uh, with a... I'm, I'm not sure which direction I would say she's waited in. But she's not she's not likable. Yeah. She doesn't have any of that uh, vulnerability at all. She doesn't seem vulnerable at all, which is something that was charming in the game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's unfortunate for Laura, but as the receiver of the story being told, the vulnerability is something that you appreciate. Her. Yeah, yeah. You can sympathize and empathize with the way she feels because she's getting beat and strangled and all this stuff, you know, before she overcomes it. In the movie, it's like... Look at Laura Croft. She's a badass. She yeah. can do this really cool thing and be a badass doing it. And look at this other thing she does. And she's a badass doing that too. Yeah. Come it, on. It doesn't help that um, the only male characters you see for the entirety of the game are either, um, let's see, either a bunch of arrogant bike, bike guy, biker guys who don't think that a girl can outrun them. <laughs> yeah. Or a snobby black guy who doesn't realize that she's the Croft heiress and tells her that the messengers have to go around back. Right. Um, or who's the next guy? Or the drunkard or a bunch of teenage boys who try robbing her. Um, and then we meet Matthias, who's a psychopath. And he's kind of he's kind of crazy. Yep. Um, and then her father, who... 
is on the verge of being crazy, and he ends up being totally disproved by his daughter, who knew it all along, that there wasn't anything supernatural going on here. Never mind the fact that the virus immediately infects the host, completely takes over their brain, and kind of turns them into a zombie. No, no, no. Nothing supernatural about that. Yeah. It's just... It's not great. It's not great, no. So... I guess uh, we kind of have a, a little bit of a double podcast here. Uh, although that last part, we just blasted through and trashed the movie, which is fine. We well, like it. I don't think we've completely covered it, though. No, this isn't exhaustive. This is just trying to compare. Uh, I mean, if you're going to make a movie out of a thing, then you should probably do, at least try to do as well as the thing. Um, you know? Yeah. And they didn't do that well. Well, they didn't. I, like I said, they took what has always been a supernatural story and Lara is completely skeptical of it and they completely changed the character as well she's supposed to be well educated um which they they tried to do something weird with that like she's really smart and she knows all this stuff but she didn't go to university because screw you dad you abandoned me yeah that was a strange it's like they tried to they made her dad much less weak it made her dad weak. Yeah, and they should not have had him in the story at all. It's, it does nothing for the character of Lara yeah. to have her father be alive and be this weak, hollow man. Yeah. Um, it's much better, as they did in the story, to have her father have committed suicide, apparently, when she was a child and have her resent him for that reason. Instead, we have a Lara who resents her dad because he went to work and made lots of money to, you know, provide for me and provide for my future. And then one day he didn't come back because something bad happened to him. Therefore, I'm just going to not do anything. I'm not going to take my family's inheritance. I'm going to, you know, just make my own way living on pennies as a bike messenger. Yeah. And then in order to go. um... And then one day. Right. One day (laughs) she finds the clue. Uh, Her father left clues or whatever. So. She decides to go, but instead of taking her part of her inheritance, she sells the last. She thing sells her- the last thing she has of him, yeah, like this pendant or whatever. That's also crappy storytelling. Like, yeah, her father silly. means so much to her that she's going to take the last thing he gave her yeah, and pawn it instead of just signing the dang papers. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird, weirdly told story for sure. Um, I think that's enough beating on it. What do you think? You well, got more to say? But I wasn't even, I hadn't even gotten the story of like Trinity or well, Himiko. I know, but we're not here to totally review the movie. We're just trying to cross-reference some of the points that didn't make it out of the game. Okay, well, we're going to have to talk about the second wanna... game at some point because they ruined tw- Trinity. Oh, my word. Well, yeah, we can do the second game eventually. Well, I just want to say before we wrap up, as far as Himiko... They took what was a pure evil supernatural being in the game. Mm -hmm. And for the movie, they made her into this benevolent queen who was loved by her people, who just happened to be the carrier of this awful virus. So she sacrificed herself. And instead of just setting herself on fire, um, you know, having somebody burn her after she committed suicide, she went to all this trouble, had this big expensive tomb built probably thousands of people died building it put all these traps in it had a thousand handmaidens commit suicide to serve her in the afterlife had a whole bunch of people like 
thrown into a pit to die, you know, it was probably the people who built it. Mm-hmm. There's this big pit full of skeletons. It's probably the people who built the place. That's right. That's right. And then she has herself preserved in state with all her makeup and everything. Who kills the people who had to touch her to do that, you know? That's really contrived. It's almost like... It's almost as if the person who wrote that movie never played the game at all. Well, of course not. They probably were just given a synopsis. A poor one, because they're like, maybe they know what Tomb Raider is. What do you do in Tomb Raider? You raid tombs. What's in the tombs? Big puzzles. You know what I mean? But so not it, even that. But in the 2013 game, mm-hmm. the end of the game, it's not a big tomb with booby traps. It's like, it's a monastery on top of a hill. Yeah. That, that's it. It's not a tomb you're raiding. It's not full of treasure. You know, you're going up there to save your friend. Yeah. It's totally different than this elaborate puzzles and things you got to do. I get that they're like kind of trying to, it's Tomb Raider, so we got to have this thing, this mm-hmm. tomb with puzzles. And that also irritated me. But it's me. a little stupid when in the 2013 game, which is supposed to be their inspiration, it's just a monastery that she climbs up to. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no elaborate puzzles. There's Oni, which are roaming around, you mm-hmm. know, the, the storm guard. That's kind of cool. How come that didn't make it in the movie? Like, so much cool stuff is missing. So much good storytelling is missing. Mm-hmm. It's really sad. Well, it's just, you reminded me of something else I wanted to mm-hmm. mention before I hit that. It just bothered me that it's, it is, you're right, it's a very contrived story. That she would go to all this trouble to save her people from this deadly illness that she has. When Yeah, just just kill yourself. Burn the body, problem solved. Mm -hmm. No, no. Thousands of people have to die (laughs) to preserve her body beneath the earth Mm -hmm. so that these uh, crazy cultists can come dig you up later. Right. Um, But you reminded me about the puzzles. It is quite irritating that Laura solves all the puzzles. That's right. And her father might give a little whisper in the ear here and there, but basically his purpose is... You're so smart, Laura. You're the <laughs> smartest of all of us. Just It's basically just to be a cheerleader for her. Yep. Um, and his character could have been completely omitted and replaced with like a diary or something. Yeah. He really could have. Um, because I think I told you when we were watching it, it's like the people who wrote the story think that the viewer is so stupid they can't follow the plot mm-hmm. that they need Laura's father to say it and then Laura to say it. And then Laura's father to say it again. <laughs> it's like, no, we got it the first time. So it just, it's, it's just poorly written. It's, it's poorly executed. The actor, the acting is great. But um, again, like we said earlier, movies nowadays seem to be very bad at their timing for storytelling. They wasted way too much time at the beginning Showing you Lara getting beat up because she's a fighter. She doesn't give up. She just keeps going. Yeah, and then racing her bicycle for another 10 minutes. Yeah. And then running away from thieves for an, and, and beating them up for yeah. another 10 minutes. And yeah. then... Which I will say, the first scene with her in the gym, it does make sense when uh, you get to the part where she has to kill somebody for the first time. We should be fair with that. Yeah. They did put in the scene... Where she has to kill someone. The only scene. Yeah. The problem is, I thought that was poorly executed as well. Yes, it shows that she's emotional and she doesn't, you know, she's affected by it sort of afterwards. But 
instead of having her wrestle for her life and then grab a gun and shoot the guy, which is how it's done in the game, like she barely manages to get a gun in time to shoot the guy, they have her wrestle him into the mud and drown him. Yeah. Which I... Maybe. But I find it highly questionable. I mean, I... I've known girls in my hometown who were smaller than me who wrestled the boys in high school, and they won sometimes. But it seems extremely unlikely that a girl who's probably no bigger than me, who, yes, probably has way more muscle at the time, Mm -hmm. still probably doesn't weigh that much compared to a 200-and-something pound dude who could probably roll over and flatten her to get his face out of the mud. Yeah. She's ripped. There's that. Yes. She's but ripped. She's he, like weirdly ripped and cut. He probably could have done a push-up with her on his back and gotten <laughs> his face out of the mud, you know? Yeah, probably. So it just, <laughs> I don't think it does anything for her character. I don't think it humanizes her character to have her strangle him in a mud puddle when she should probably right. have you, shot him and vomited. The the feat of strength over the gunshot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a mistake to make a small girl seem extra, extra strong that way. A gun's fine. Especially if there's a struggle to get to it. Yeah. And I think you mentioned it. Um, I heard in like an interview or something that she got really, really ripped and in shape. And she worked her butt off. And some of the other actors were, man, she just, she did her best. Well, that's great. But what the video games did throughout the trilogy that I think was well done is that Lara starts off as a fit, um, skilled yeah. young woman. She gains muscle throughout the games. You can tell. I mean, yeah. that's the graphics catching up, but that's also the design of the character. Yeah, they made her a lot stronger looking and toned in the third game. In the third game, she's the in Tomb In the second Raider. game, she's covered in a parka, so who knows? Yeah, well, in, <laughs> in the third game, she's supposed to be the Tomb Raider. Right. As she is, you know, in the original series. Yeah, she becomes Indiana Jones. Yeah, she becomes the character she <laughs> always was in the right. old games. Yeah. Um, But they grew her into that throughout the you know, the story progression versus in the movie, she's already really fit and badass and she beats people up in the gym. Yeah, it's goofy. Yeah. Okay, are you done? Yeah. Are we done yep. ranting now? Sorry. Rant over. Uh, uh, so, okay, so we need a rate. We need two ratings. Mm. Huh? I give the game an excellent rating. I think the storytelling is excellent. I was considering that earlier and I agree. Yeah, I think it's excellent. Uh, it's a little on the bottom part of excellent, but it's still excellent. Um, wait till we get to the second game. (laughs) I know you (laughs) obsess over that game. You can cover all the synopsis for that one too. Uh, so that would be or Calcum. Yep. Yep. Or, or Chalcum. I never did know how to pronounce it. I should look that up. Uh, fabled metal of Atlantis Atlantis. Uh, the movie, what do you think? Is it bad? Not bad? Okay, good, or excellent? Mm-hmm. I'd say it's tarnished copper. <laughs> it's extra bad? Really bad? Okay, maybe not that bad, but... <laughs> um, it's just... If you watch a movie expecting... Expecting a story, mm. and you come away thinking, okay, well, I just watched a whole bunch of stuff happen, but I feel dissatisfied and as though... This is incomplete. Um, the character is unlikable and snobby and doesn't seem like she's gone through an emotional journey. That, that's my problem. At the end, 
I think I told you initially that I thought she was just kind of, ho hum, my dad died again. Mm-hmm. I found him after seven years, but now he's now he's dead for real. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't that wasn't the case. You were asleep by the end. Yeah. Um, but watching it this time, she she was more sober than I recalled initially. Right. But uh, right after that, she goes and she gets her double guns, and just it wasn't enough yeah. emotional payoff. I don't think they should have just ended it on a somber note. Yeah. Instead of bringing it up again. The uptick at the end ruins the payoff. The emotional payoff. Well, oh, we forgot to mention something. What's that? That suddenly she knows that her father's uh, assistant or manager, whoever she was over all these years. Oh, that, yeah. Um, suddenly she just knows. Yeah, you're supposed, to, you're supposed to think that she's just able to deduce these things out of these obscure clues that she's heard over the past year or whatever. Yeah, she saw a couple of things and suddenly she realized that this woman is working for the bad guys and had double-crossed her whole family this whole time. Yeah, um, it's it's a bit vague. It's it's a vague storytelling device. Um, I think I'll rate it now, mm-hmm. if you don't mind. I think I'll say it's not... I have a caveat. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. The movie is not bad, which certainly isn't good. Notice... Not bad is two steps away from good on our on our uh, our blase uh, lame scale mm-hmm. <laughs> that we've come up with, which is just a bronze medal. Um, that being said, if you put it up next to the game, it definitely slides down into bad. Uh, so if you're comparing it to what they claim was its inspirational source material type of thing, it's mm-hmm. it's bad. Yeah. But if you watch it, with, say you've never played the game, and you watch this movie, it's not bad. It's not okay, but it isn't bad. It's not bad. <laughs> it's just above bad. <laughs> well, maybe we should throw the movie a bone in that I thought the character in the movie of Matthias was the most sympathetic character in the whole thing. Yeah, He'd been it's there a true. long time. He's he very put upon, that guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you can tell that he's put upon, which is uh, a better way of making him in the game he's just a crazy man i I mean just get the impression yes that story's there but i definitely got the impression he was just this totally crazy guy well wouldn't you be after being stuck on an island with supernatural forces and a bunch of other crazy people i suppose but it's just it's just it's the problem of the bad the bad guy being so bad you know what i mean it makes for a bad guy that's just kind of lame well, the thing, too, is that you don't have much interaction with him. It's true. Except at key points throughout the game. Yeah. In the movie, um, the actor uh, did a very good job. Um, his motivation, um, his his overall desire to just do the job and get off the island is very understandable. Mm-hmm. The problem I had is that he keeps making references to, I haven't talked to anyone in years. Oh, I'm just so socially inept now because I haven't talked to anyone in years. Dude, you got like 20 soldiers on the island. You've been talking to people. I know, right? Like, so the the writing is just so poor. Yeah, it's and, not great. Yeah. Okay, we, we keep saying that. We're repeating ourselves now. Oh, I just know. Beat, beating that dead horse. All right, well, that's going to do it for the episode. Uh, check out our other podcast, hinterlandsmedia.com. Um, that's culture and news and whatever. If you want that, go to that. Find us on Twitter, Hinterlands Feed, and that's all I got for you. Yes? 
All right, that's it. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Good night.